Friday, doorstep the weekend. And it's three-day weekend. We'll be off on Monday. Jim along with the Buckeye Boy. Buckeye in today. Normally your off day. But um, Cake working over on Magic this morning with uh, the Brits off to Ireland. And Max is under the weather. So, Buckeye, I appreciate you coming in this morning. Yeah, you got it. <laughs> Stoked about being here, huh? Oh, you know it. <laughs> So 100%. we are going to we are going to have a shorter show today. We'll just uh, yeah. have a two hour show, but it's going to be a busy two hours. Now I'm stoked. I'm just kidding. I, we're uh, we're just going to do the two hours today. We've uh, all right. We have a lot going on this week. It's been a busy that's right. week, and we have a <laughs> that's right. Yeah. So it is uh, an Apache Friday and a busy weekend. Mesa basketball tonight with Mines. Metro State tomorrow. Baseball opened up yesterday. I enjoyed doing the game with Ray McClennan. It was um, it was a woodshedding by the Mavs yesterday. Oh, yeah. Over uh, Montana State Billings. But uh, we have a busy show this morning with um, Cortland Nelson that signed uh, Wednesday with uh, Carroll College in Montana. Of course, had an outstanding career playing for Brett Mertens with the Montrose Red Ox football team, we'll talk to him in the 8 o'clock hour. Keep it on the Montrose theme with uh, girls coach Steve Skiff. They have Durango tonight. It's our Highway 50 game of the week over on the Monkey, which is uh, 93.5 in Montrose, by the way. Larry Newland will have that one for you tonight. Montrose and Durango. So uh, we'll talk with Steve Skiff, get a little preview of that. Durango's gotten healthier, and they have uh, become pretty good basketball team here down the stretch but uh for a monument taking care of business last night uh beating central to clinch the girls southwestern league title so uh, we'll, we'll talk more about that coming up in what's happening with com west but uh and jackson wilson will be in river city sportplex and lyle wilkins and i believe a caprock academy player is going to join us as well they have their final two games of the regular season now the decision do they go the varsity route next year after one year being a JV hockey program? And so uh, we hope to learn more about that when we talk with Lyle Wilkins, coach of the Caprock Academy uh, Eagles, coming up at 820 this morning. So I believe we're going to have where in the world is Tyler France, and even though we don't have him with us on our program this morning, yeah, I believe we will. we're working on it. Okay, we will have that. And Wrigley Field, Colorado Sports Trivia, we'll have that for you as well this morning. But just a two-hour show this morning, 7 to 9 o'clock. And, uh, but it's an action-packed, nonstop. I wouldn't say it's an adrenaline joyride, but we'll have a good time. We'll have a lot of fun this morning uh, from 7 to 9 o'clock. All right, uh, Jim along with the Buckeye Boy. And uh, got some thoughts about uh, last night, Avalanche lose to Tampa Bay. Rematch the 2022 Cup Finals and Avs fall last night, 6-3. to three. MVP showdown between Nathan McKinnon and Nikita Kucherov. Kucherov had a good game, two goals and an assist. Mack had to leave the game after taking a shot to the beak last night, left for a little bit. But uh, the Avs go 1-4-1 one, and one on that road trip. Ooh. As they come Oof, kind yeah. of limping, limping home. 
I believe they call that yuck and poo in the business. I believe that is the official terminology. They did that over the weekend there. Yeah. And so, yeah, one, four, and one. Not a great road trip for the Avalanche. And uh, Kaylin Clark. Kaylin Clark becomes the all-time women's leading scorer in college basketball history. The first eight. She needed eight points. The first eight points of the game. She scored all eight points. She was like, I'm just going to go take care of this. We're just going to get the drama yeah. out of the way from the jump. First eight points are hers. That's all she needed. And she becomes the all-time leading scorer, surpassing Washington's uh, Kelsey Plum, who did it from 2013 to 2017. But um, 49 points for Clark last night. They, they hammered Michigan. Uh, tickets were going for like a thousand bucks, and if you want to look at it from the men's and women's perspective, she could potentially become the all-time college basketball scorer. Period. Not just the women's. She's in third place behind Antoine Davis and Pistol Pete Maravich. That. Um, Davis has 3,664. Pistol Pete put up 3,667. She's on a pace. She could pass Maravich when Iowa takes on your Buckeyes. Yeah. She's already passed. Uh, I forgot her name, but the Ohio State girl that was third now. Right. All-time leading scorer. My thing is, and I'm, I'm going to take issue slightly, slightly with what happened last night. I know people love to say, oh, oh, she got it from the logo. She wasn't standing on the logo. She was logo-ish. She yeah. was near midcourt, which is one of those sports. Di- it's not actual disrespectful, but the defense was so tough that she's just like, you know what? We're two steps over half court. Heat check. She wasn't from the logo. That's just me personally being affronted with inaccurate statements but it still was hell of a shot oh yeah hell of an accomplishment she's a fantastic scorer she's fun to watch i didn't get a chance to take in that game last night was doing basketball basketball. but still it's that's and she made the comment about the the shot the the logo which Mm -hmm. you're right you're you're correct on that it's like well what did you expect from me that's yeah that's it's what you know it's what i do her range is Wherever she puts her sneakers on, to the basket. That, it could, that it could be by her locker, the bench at her locker. Yeah. Because <laughs> she has that kind of range. And, you know, there's the rivalry with her and Angel Reese of LSU. Of course, you know, we saw that last year mm-hmm. between the two in the championship. And uh, Angel Reese put out a tweet, very congratulatory. And, and I think... I think we that the public makes it a bigger deal right. than it is between them. I think they both think they're each other. It's a hell of a basketball player. Mm-hmm. They're both a, a little bit cocky. Yeah, they, they got a cocky. They got a cocky. They got an attitude about mm-hmm. them. And I think and they, they respect that about each other. They, and they thrive off of each other. They do, especially head to head. Exactly. And so I, I don't think it's it's all oh, they hate each other. And no, I think they're like, damn, she's good. Damn, mm-hmm. she's good. And they're competitors, and they get that. And everybody else tries to make it a bigger deal than I think it actually is between the two of them. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. 
So, but yeah, Angel Reese, uh, you know, like I said, with a, with a, actually a very, a very complimentary mm-hmm. uh, tweet last night. Congratulations at Caitlin Clark 22. Keep breaking records and making her story. And then she had the yellow and black hearts and fire emojis. Oh. I mean, you, you, don't, you don't put that on there if, if you don't respect somebody and don't like them or don't have an appreciation for what they do. Right. You probably just don't put anything. You don't put anything or you, you talk some crap. Mm-hmm. Or yeah. you, you, temporary record, I'm coming for you or yeah, something. I mean, huh? Exactly. Because, you know, Reese used, you know, the you can't see me, the John Cena yeah. thing that Clark did. And, but, but here's the thing. LSU used that as motivation. That's smart on their right. part. They used it as motivation. I think what a lot of people are willfully forgetting, which then makes the argument disingenuous to me, that Kayla Clark started that. She did. She, she st- did it first. <laughs> it, it wasn't, yeah, she's the one who did it first, and she said that. Yes. She's like, yeah, I started this. So, but once again, nobody nobody wants to listen to what anybody has to say. No. Everybody like, wants to jump oh. to their. They, they have to make their own conclusions, have Look their own at opinion Angel on it. Reese. What a classless act! Oh, Caitlin Clark, what a competitor, what a doll, <laughs> and we know why, but nobody says why. But it's oh, and I'm what a classless cry. Angel Reese, and, and what it a all happened. What did we yeah. say? We're like, Caitlin Clark's the first one who did it, and Caitlin Clark acknowledged that she yeah. she started it, and she's like, yeah, I did, and so I kind of had it coming. That's okay. That's the way this stuff works. Right. If you talk smack and you don't live up to smack, be prepared to get smack. Right. And be okay with that. You And Kaylin Clark was. Yeah, she was. Uh, yeah. She didn't get angry or bitter. She was just like, well, that didn't work in my favor. And <laughs> yeah, maybe that wasn't the best on. move. And, yeah. Yeah, but you know, stuff happens and we're just moving on. Is it fair to put, um, to compare to like Maravich and I mean, the number, the scoring numbers and everything are going to be potentially surpass Pistol Pete. Should we, should we compare men's basketball and women's basketball? I'm just throwing it out there. I'm not, I'm not, I understand why we make the comparisons. I think you can. I don't think it's right in this instance, not because it's men's and women's, but if Pete took that shot last night from the quote unquote logo, yeah, he only gets two because he yeah because they, he didn't have the three point shot, and he still averaged forty five points a game playing for his old man press. You know, so like that's why I don't think you really can compare it. Yeah, it's nothing to do with her gender. No, it's to do it, it'll be with any guys mm-hmm. that that. Because uh, came after the three-point line. Detroit Mercy was coming after the record. He had a three-point shot, and he still didn't even get there. He needed playoff games, which they didn't qualify for, in order to make a real, real run at Pete Maravich's record, and he didn't get that. I don't know if anybody's ever going to get there because if you're good enough to make a run for Pete Maravich's record, you're probably going to the NBA after a year. Or two. So if you're if you're wondering when did they start the three point line for men's basketball? Eighty six. Six. So imagine if Larry Bird would have had the three point line. Magic. Madge. I mean, Magic more of his game his game was about distributing and he wasn't really a three point guy, but he certainly would have t- 
taken advantage of it. Larry Bird certainly would have taken oh, yeah. advantage of, of the three-point line. And so, yeah, it's, it's, it's not so much about Caitlin Clark being a woman. It's, yeah, the rule change certainly plays into her favor. And any guy mm-hmm. after 1986... And when it comes to some of these all-time records. Like Maravich barely was alive when the three-point shot was enacted because he died in 88. Yeah. Playing basketball, playing pickup basketball. It's like Jim Fix who wrote Mm -hmm. the book book about running and jogging, who died jogging. It's just an irony you can't escape. Yeah, and in the case of of Pete Maravich, died in the place he felt the most comfortable Mm -hmm. on a basketball court. I don't want anybody to say that about me. Oh, he died doing what he loved. Yeah, I don't love it to the point to where I'm willing to die doing it. Yeah, but he also didn't know <laughs> he was going to die either, True, was it? but no, but, you know, most people I don't have a... I, I, he died doing what he loved. I don't guess, say that about me. I, I Yeah. He really loved people. Don't say that about me either. Because we all know well, that's I'm, not true. Yeah, we, we would not be able yeah. to probably say that. He lit up a room with gas, maybe. <laughs> All right. Um, Pete Maravich set the all-time scoring record with three seasons. Which, yeah, before he went yeah, to the NBA. So. Playing for his old man, and his yeah. old man, for everything I read, could be very tyrannical. Mm-hmm. 43.8, 44.2, 44. 44.5, with no three-point shot. And three seasons. Yeah. He, to think about it, that's people forget how great he was. Mm-hmm. He did not have a great NBA career. I mean, as far as winning championships, he he did when it came to individual numbers and things like that. But he didn't. He, he was with the Celtics. I think did they win the title? They got to the finals, but he was, you know, really a a shadow of himself. He was coming off the bench, and he would hit a a big shot here or there. But he really wasn't the player that he was when he was at LSU and then when he was in the NBA with the Jazz. It does not look like he has a championship. I think he got to the finals but didn't win. He got there with the Celtics. I believe that's If memory serves me correctly. But you take a look, Pete Maravich, 3,667 points in three seasons, played 83 games. In the NBA, there are two seasons worth of 82 games that are better than that. Wilt and Wilt. Wilt, yes, Wilt and Wilt. Maravich, an incredible individual talent. Right. So his 83 games in college equal to a full NBA season, pretty much, give or take a game. No one in the NBA, in the history of the NBA, scored nearly as much as him in a single season across that 83 games. Yeah. It just speaks to what a talent he was. Mm -hmm. And Kalen Clark's coming for him. Coming for his all-time record. I would love to see a shot chart overlaid on a current court and to see where what his numbers would be with if you give him an extra point for everything beyond the perimeter. Yeah, that would be a fascinating study of how many shots did he hit that were actually three-point shots mm-hmm. that, that he took that just because he had that kind of range. Yeah. He's also an insanely good passer, too. I mean, he could score, but he also was a really good passer. I don't know if he was Bob Cousy-ish or Magic, but but he also could could distribute when 
when he wanted to. His senior year, he averaged 44 and 6 assists. Yeah. 44, 5, and 6. Five rebounds, six assists. That's not bad that's for a guy. That's pretty solid. Yeah, you're, yeah, six assists for a guy that's that kind of scorer. That's not bad for a guy putting up 38 shots a game. <laughs> yeah. Because he kind of had to because he was he was pretty much LSU. Mm-hmm. And most people couldn't stop him. All right, 716. Jim along with Buckeye uh, in for cake today. So uh, Dexter Collis got some thoughts about Caitlin Clark setting the women's record and her pursuit of the men's record as well. Got a text from Butchie yesterday. Happy birthday to the godfather of the pile and the king of Western Slope Sports Talk. Thanks, Butchie. Yes, yesterday was was my birthday. So thank you. Appreciate that, Butchie. We didn't We had a fun conversation yesterday. Uni. Hey, happy birthday. How'd you know it was my birthday? You told me it was last week. And I've worked here for twenty four years. Well, I just sometimes think people forget. I don't even think they did I mention it last week? I don't even remember if I mentioned yes. it. Okay. Like I'm going to do baseball, and then we're going out to dinner for my birthday. Okay, that's why I mentioned it, like, because it was more of a schedule. It was a scheduling. Yeah. It wasn't, hey, so it's you, my you birthday. Did. Acknowledge my birthday. It no, was, no. You didn't do that, but you did mention it was your birthday. How'd you know? No. Like, you told me. And that was a lovely gift that you didn't yeah. get me, by the way. Appreciate that. I'm using your ID <laughs> to buy my booze. How do you think I'm All right, 717. And uh, coming up, Steve Skiff, Montrose Girls Basketball Coach. But thank you, Butchie. I appreciate that. The, appreciate the... Uh, the well wishes. Mm-hmm. Um, spending my birthday yesterday with Ray McClellan. I said, hey, Ray, we're we're spending my birthday together calling yeah, baseball. Look at that. Yeah, it was a good time. We had fun. All right, 717, and it's uh, time for What's Happening. What's Happening. And it's brought to you by ComWest, your technology partner. They help business owners grow their business by providing quality, reliable, personalized technology solutions that support and secure business technology for their clients consistently and professionally. It's one call, one team, one goal, helping your business grow. They can help you with network support, cybersecurity, improving your surveillance or installing a new business phone system. Plus, they follow up with the maintenance, all the things that need to happen to keep you humming along with your business. And they service the Western Slope from Grand Junction to Fruited to Clifton, Montrose, Delta, and Rifle all across the Western Slope. Call Com West today, 970 970- Two four two eighty one forty two, or go to comwestcorp.com. All right, so I'll lead things off with uh, what we've been talking about. Caitlin Clark, the uh, Iowa guard last night. She needed just eight points to become the all-time leading scorer in NCAA women's basketball history. She scored the first eight points of the game. She had 49 in the game to lead fourth-ranked Iowa past Michigan 106-89 to last night at uh, Iowa City. Also last night, men's college basketball, Colorado falls at UCLA 64-60. to Cody Williams had 18 points in the Buffs' loss. Two of the NHL's top candidates for MVP met on the ice Thursday as the Avs, Nathan McKinnon, faced the Lightning's Nikita Kucherov in Tampa. Kucherov scored two goals and had an assist to lead the Lightning to a 6-3 win over Colorado. Avs defenseman Bowen Byram scored two goals in the rematch of the 2022 Cup Finals. Avs finished the road trip with a 1-1. Four and one record. Fruit of Monument moved four wrestlers in Central Three to the next round of the 5A state wrestling tournament in Denver. The Wildcats turned 85 pound Tatum Williams won by pit against Eagle Crest Riley Newmeyer. Williams is ranked first at 285 by on the mat. Fruit moved 120 pound Gage Chelowitzki, 126 pound LJ George, and 190 pound True Tobiasen on to the next round. Warriors 157 pound Hassan Mains won by pin over Douglas County's Connor McFarland with 113 pound JP Espinoza. 
132-pound William Dean moving to the next round in the 4A tournament. Montrose advanced four wrestlers with 113-pound Aiden Gonzalez, 120-pound Gabe Harden, 150-pound James Schaefer, and 165-pound Quinn Brown getting wins on the first day. Palisade pushed 106-pound Tegan Young and 120-pound Caden Mulford into the next round. Grand Junction, 132-pound Tanner Rorick won his match on Thursday. Finals are tomorrow at Ball Arena. The District 51 Phoenix girls wrestling team is in first place after the first day of the state tournament at Ball Arena. Eight Phoenix wrestlers advance to the next round with seven winning by pin. D51's 140-pound state runner-up Molly Dare pin Manitou Springs. Kara Dunnigan to advance. North Fork had three of their four wrestlers advance with 140-pound Casey Walsick winning by pin. Olathe's three wrestlers moved on to the next round. Rifle failed to advance any of their three wrestlers to the next round. The championship for the girls is also tomorrow at Ball Arena. The Fruit of Monument girls basketball team clinched the Southwestern League title Thursday night with a 54-33 win at Central. Then we came up a few possessions short at Durango last year, but we took care of business tonight. I, I told the ladies, hey, let's take care of business tonight, and we could worry about Durango on Saturday um, and take care of business there and see who we get for uh, the play-in on Tuesday. So I'm just super excited for these ladies. Uh, they worked really hard all year. Wildcats coach Jeff Johnson, the win moves Fruit of Monument to 18-3 overall and 6-1 and in the Southwestern League. Warriors drop to 11-11 and 4-3 in league. The Fruit of Monument boys stay undefeated after winning at Central 63-39 Thursday night. Wildcats move to 22-0 and 7-0 in the SWL. Both Fruit of teams host Durango tomorrow to end the regular season. Palisade hosted Battle Mountain Thursday with the Bulldogs in the sweep. The uh, Bulldog girls were victorious on Thursday night with a 54-34 win for Battle Mountain to improve to 17-6 and 6-0 and in the 5A Western... Excuse me. Pardon me, the... Uh, to move to five uh, six and zero, oh, excuse me, in the five A Western Slope League, Bulldog boys beat the Huskies sixty eight to fifty to improve to ten and thirteen overall and three and three in league. It was a very emotional win. I got a little choked it, up. It there. was it, yeah. just a little bit, a little bit choked up there. Sorry about that. Cover Mesa baseball team is now three and two after a dominating performance on their in their home opener yesterday at the Diamond at the Bergman Sports Complex. Mavericks won eighteen to five over Montana State Billings, which, by the way. That's also the all-time record the Mavericks have against Montana State Billings. Oh, nice! After the win yesterday, they're out, they're eighteen and five. They so were, they need to win nineteen to five today to keep to keep you know that uh, that number in line. I knew you being a numbers guy, you'd yep. appreciate that. But uh, Mavericks won eighteen to five over Montana State Billings. Jonathan Gonzalez four for five with a triple. Liam Hohenstein pitched six innings, allowing four runs and struck out two. After the game, the skipper Chris Hanks said a lot of players will be getting valuable at bats going forward. We have very good depth on the team, both on the mound and positionally. And one of the hardest things is making a lineup every day. So we've told the guys that if you want to be an everyday guy, you got to be a dominant guy on a regular basis. And if not, we got a lot of good players and guys want to play, need to play. We're going to try to get everybody some at-bats and find a spark. So the 11th-ranked Mavs play a doubleheader against the Yellow Jackets today at the Diamond of the Bergman Sports Complex, first pitch at noon. A couple of uh, former Tigers, uh, Jared Hanks, the coach's son, had a yeah. ground out that led to an RBI yesterday, and also Derek Shaver, the play for the Tigers, transferred from Wichita State. He was two for two yesterday, had a double, and, and drove in a run. So uh, once again, the Mavericks square off against the Yellow Jackets at noon today, uh, that doubleheader over at the Bergman Sports Complex. And the Colorado Mesa basketball teams are in action tonight. They take on the Colorado School of Mines Ore Diggers, pregame at 5.15, women tip it at uh, 5.30 minutes, 7.30 tonight. You'll have those from... Uh, Brownson Arena tonight, mm-hmm. uh, Buckeye. So uh, we'll have those games tonight on the team CMU Sports Network presented by Ken Richards State Farm. And that's a look at... What's happening? 
And it's brought to you by ComWest, your technology service partner. If you need IT help or a new business phone system, call ComWest today, 970-242-8142, or go to comwestcorp.com. All right, 724, speaking of the Maverick women, Cake had the chance to talk with uh, Claire Heitschmidt coming off a very successful weekend for the Mavericks last weekend, a couple of her best scoring games as a Mav. We'll have that conversation with uh, Tyler and Claire Heitschmidt coming up in just a moment on the Jim Davis Show on the Team Sports Network. It's the Western Slope's home of Colorado sports. This is the Jim Davis Show. Welcome back, 727. Jim along with the Buckeye boy today. Quick reminder, just a two-hour show today. We're going to take a little bit of an early break for the three-day weekend. We'll be off, by the way, on Monday, but back with you on Tuesday. And we'll also uh, take you through who's going to be playing where and get ready for coverage of the uh, state basketball tournament because uh, brackets come out on Sunday. So uh, we'll be diving right into it. Uh, next week, but uh, we'll also have Mav Day brought to you by Colorado Craft Coffee and Beer coming up on Tuesday as well. So the Maverick basketball teams, they're at home tonight taking on Colorado School of Mines and uh, Claire Heitschmidt, the uh, Central Washington transfer coming up. Maybe her, her best weekend as a Maverick basketball player. Tyler France had the chance to talk with Claire Heitschmidt of the CMU women's basketball team. Joining us right now on the Team Sports Network, she is a junior forward for your Colorado Mesa Mavericks women's basketball team. Claire Heitschmidt joins us. Claire, pleasure to talk with you. How you been? I'm good. Yeah, thanks for having me. Appreciate it. I want to talk first of all. Uh, so you're a transfer. You originally started your college basketball career at Central Washington. You come over yeah. here to Mesa, and the first game on the schedule for this year, all the way back in November, was against Central Washington. Did you know that was going to be a thing when you first got here, or was that just sort of a happy accident? No, actually, I had no idea. I found out when the schedule got posted online, and I was like, okay. Was it kind of awkward, or or was there, like, a certain familiarity to it? Um, I would say it wasn't awkward. Definitely more of the familiarity. I was kind of excited. All right, so let's talk about where you're at right now. And looking at some of the numbers, you're shooting about 41% from the floor. Right now, you're hitting about 38% from beyond three, and that's one of the parts of your game uh, that I've noticed has definitely been a bright spot, particularly we look at the game against Regis. You went six for eight, and actually this uh, most recent weekend, you set new career high marks in terms of points. Obviously, you like to get that one win against uh, UCCS back. Uh, but just talk to me about where your game is at right now. Where do you think it's kind of developed over the uh, last couple of years, and especially this year now that you're getting many more uh, minutes out on the court and, and it really started to kind of make an impact offensively? Yeah, I think my game is definitely, I'm, my three-point shooting has kind of always been my thing. I'm, You know, I work on that every single day, so it's something that when I'm given opportunity in the game, that's what I'm looking for. Um, as of like recently, I think I've developed more, I'm trying to get more inside and, you know, attack, really use that shot fake in different levels of the game because, you know, the game's not all about three-point shooting offensively. you got to be able to do other stuff because teams start scouting that, so... I think for me it's just really important to learn how to, you know, keep my shot going and find ways to get my shot, but also get to the rack as well in the free throw line. When Taylor Wagner coaches you about what he expects from you and what the kind of role that he envisions for you, what's that kind of like? What do you think that he kind of expects from you in terms of how you fit into the system that he's created? Yeah, I think he talks a lot about how the four is really dominant in the RMAC. 
And I think for me, he just wants consistency with defense and rebounding is the biggest thing. And then just hitting the shots when I'm open. And I think that's the, the three biggest things is just defense, rebounding, and looking to hit my shot whenever I'm open. So. We're talking with Claire Heitschmidt, a junior forward for the Colorado Mesa Mavericks women's basketball team. Big, big weekend coming up here against mm-hmm. uh, a very good Colorado School of Mines team. We're going to talk about that matchup here uh, in just a little bit. Let's get to know you a little bit more. So you started your, uh, like we said, you mentioned your career at Central Washington. You decided to transfer to Mesa. What was that process like, and what ultimately made you want to come here to Grand Junction? Well, the when I first was deciding I was transferring, I really wanted to stay within the construction management program that I was in at Central. So it really took, I was really researching a lot of schools with that program. And I have a lot of family here in Colorado, not necessarily this area, but so I was definitely looking at a bunch of different Colorado schools. And I just found that Grand Junction had a construction management program. And then after talking with Coach Wagner and Coach P, I just really loved it here and decided this is where I wanted to go. And construction management, that's a, an interesting major. What made you want to get into construction management? Yeah, so I actually originally didn't want to be in construction management, but I had a friend who was in it, and she seemed really interested in it, and I was like, what the heck? Like, it sounds interesting to me. Um, my neighbor actually is a superintendent for a construction company, so I kind of dropped out of him to see what he did a couple summers ago, and I just found it interesting, and... It's good money in the business, so I was like, here we go. Very good. All right, so you got the uh, Colorado School of Mines or Diggers coming up this mm-hmm. weekend. The good news is it's at your place. It's at Brownson Arena. The maybe not as great news is that they are ranked 20th in the nation right now. Having already seen them, though, all the way back December 1st in that double overtime loss uh, at Lockridge, do you feel like there's a sense of we know what to expect, we know what we're going to get into, or is this a case where that game was so long ago that, that it almost kind of is a, a fresh slate, a fresh start for everybody? No, I think definitely we know what we're going to get into. And even though we played them so long ago, it doesn't feel like that long ago. And we were watching our film and just there were so many things that we can control and we should have controlled in that game. So... Going into this game, we definitely know what to expect. And I think for the, you know, for your basketball team, this is one that's always kind of circled on the calendar. You know, mm-hmm. we, you know, this is going to be a, a huge matchup. This is an intense rivalry, especially with a team like Mines right now that's first place in the RMAC, and you guys only a game and a half back of first place. So this is a, a matchup that's really going to be important going forward for seating and and RMAC mm-hmm. tournament, all that, all that sort of stuff. Yeah, no, it's definitely a big game for us, and we I'm not taking that lightly. We're, you know, preparing all week at practice, and we're just trying to take one game at a time as of seeding and stuff, so we're just really focused on Friday's game. You know, it's, Taylor Wagner's also, you know, whenever we've talked with him, he said, good on Friday, great on Saturday, and you got the uh, MSU Denver Roadrunners coming up mm-hmm. on Saturday. Uh, a, a team that right now their overall record is six and fifteen. They're five and eleven in RMAC. You, but it's one of those things, right? You don't want to overlook them because you, you know you want to compete across all levels of the conference at a at a high level and 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 beat the teams you're supposed to beat. Right. Well, they're actually they've been playing really well, and they were able to be a good Adams team that we you know we lost to unfortunately before break. But so definitely not overlooked. 
we know that we just got to win game by game. And no one, I mean, anybody in RMAC can show up at any given night. So you can't take anybody lightly. We're talking with Claire Heidschmidt. She is a junior forward from Colorado for Colorado Mason Mavericks women's basketball team. All right, stepping away from uh, this weekend, which is obviously going to be a huge weekend, we'll have coverage here on the Team Sports Network uh, both Friday and Saturday starting at 5.15 as the Mavs take on Colorado Mines and MSU Denver. Let's talk a little bit about uh, where you started from. You are originally out of Vancouver, Washington, and you played at Prairie High School where you averaged about mm-hmm. 16.3 points per game. And just talk to me about what got you into basketball. How did you come to play the sport of basketball and, and play it at a high enough level that you could eventually make it to the collegiate level. Yeah, so I started playing ever since I can remember, you know, first, second grade. I got into basketball because, so my dad played basketball in college, and so my brother also played college growing up. I have a brother who's three years older than me, and he had played basketball since I can remember. So when he was in the gym, I was in the gym, and we, yeah, so that's kind of just how I got into basketball. My dad put me in it and decided hey, let's go for it. And as of, I started playing club in like fourth grade and I played up um, up a level. I played with fifth and sixth graders and just played club till I was, you know, till late high school. And I think that was the biggest thing that helped me because in my area, like, we had pretty good club teams and really good girls, you know. My club team had a couple D1 kids. And so I think just, you know, with that, all of that coming into play, I just was like, hey, I think this is something that I can do at the next level, and I started to put in the work to do so. We're talking with Claire Heitschmidt, a junior forward for the CMU Mavericks women's basketball team. I want to ask you about, uh, we've interviewed a couple of your uh, your teammates, uh, Laura Gutierrez, we interviewed a couple of weeks ago. Uh, your team this year, this unit seems to be really dynamic, right? You have mm-hmm. Olivia Reed arguably one of the best players in the R-back. You have Mason Rowland, yep. I think a shoe-in for freshman of the year. This, The dynamic, the relationships between this team, what, what do you guys do to kind of bond or or get on the same page off the court so that on the court you guys are all clicking? Yeah, I think we're just a really tight-knit, close group, and everyone gets along with everyone. There's no drama. There's no, like, this girl did this, this girl did that. It's pretty... I wouldn't say there's, like, any extra bonding that we do. You know, sometimes we hang out, we watch film together and just kind of talk about the teams we're playing and have a team meetings and stuff like that. But as it goes, it just is a no drama and everybody gets along, and I think that really helps us on the court. I asked your teammate, Laura Gutierrez, this question I'll ask you. When it comes to Olivia Reed, is there an NBA player or a WNBA player or, or some pro athlete that you would draw a comparison to Olivia Reed? Ooh. Um, it's a tough question, a isn't it? Question. Yeah, that's a tough one. Because <laughs> the way I see it, and I don't know if you would agree or not, I com- I call her the Nikola Jokic of the RMAC. Yeah, that's a good one. No, I'd have to agree with you on that one. She definitely resembles him in that way. She does it all. <laughs> she does. She does do it all. All right, mm-hmm. Claire Heidschmidt, junior forward for the Mavericks. Uh, we'll we'll get you out on this, Claire. You mentioned your construction management major, and you mentioned your your growing up playing basketball with your brother. When you're not in basketball mode, and when you're not in student athlete mode, when you're just kind of to yourself, you got your free time, however limited it may be. What mm-hmm. does Claire Heidschmidt do when she's not in basketball mode? Uh, honestly, just relax. 
watch movies, watch TV, maybe cook something. You know, it's just, I'm so busy all the time. It's nice to just have those times to just lay down and watch a movie or something. Is there a favorite movie that, you, uh, that you'll Ooh. always... Not a favorite movie, but right now I'm watching The Blacklist, which is a pretty good show. So Ooh. Ooh. That's the... my, yeah. Oh, that is a good one. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, Claire Heidschmidt, it's been a pleasure talking with you. Good luck this weekend. We'll have coverage of the Mavericks and Ore Diggers Friday at 515, likewise with the Roadrunners also at 515 on Saturday. From Brownson Arena, Claire Heidschmidt, uh, good luck this weekend, and we'll hopefully get to talk to you again soon. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. All right. That's uh, Tyler Franson with Claire Heidschmidt of the CMU women's basketball team. And uh, as he referenced, we'll have coverage tonight and tomorrow of Maverick basketball on the team CMU Sports Network. All right, 7.39, it's time for sound check. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. Did you know my Cleveland Cavaliers are 10-1 and one over their last 11 games? I did not know that. Yeah. It's most a nice people, little run. Most people didn't because as Hot Rod, who does TV work for Bally Sports, Brad Doherty, says if it were the Knicks everybody would know Something, something's not right there no we don't get any respect nationally and uh, I had a couple conversations with my national friends who do broadcast today and I just said you know it's ridiculous we get no respect from anyone throughout the NBA and uh, the, the winning streak if, if the New York Knicks had been on this winning streak oh, sure, boy. But, your whole world would have known yeah, your whole world would know about it so it's okay we just got to keep playing keep winning basketball games right donovan mitchell's the best player in the game right now yes he is we know he is yeah and uh we'll show him in april yeah show him in april in may and june and the cleveland cavaliers 36 and 17 right now second oh, in the east not bad better winning percentage than the defending champion denver Browns. That's, Nobody yeah, knows because it's not the Knicks. Yeah, that's that that's under the radar. Yeah. Wow. They went on a nine-game winning streak. I'm I'm obviously not a Cavaliers fan, mm-hmm. but I've always been a Brad Doherty fan. I like Hot Rod. I, I like Big Brad Doherty a lot. Of course, his ties to NASCAR mm-hmm. and how he's just you know, team owner and just loves that sport and has always been involved with it. It was really his first love, even over basketball. Mm-hmm. and. And it uh, just seems like a class guy, just a really good guy. All right, 741, and uh, we'll take a break. Coming up next, we'll talk with Steve Skiff, Montrose girls basketball coach. It's our Highway 50 game of the week over on the Monkey, which you can hear in Montrose, 93.5 FM. Larry Newland will have it tonight. Montrose and Durango. Steve Skiff will join us next on the Jim Davis Show on the Team Sports Network. We're going to be here a while. Would you like to talk? Talk to me! The Jim Davis Show on Colorado's sports leader, the team. Talking Montrose girls basketball with Coach Steve Skiff on the team. Steve Skiff brought to you by the Rick Nelson Agency and American Family Insurance. For a free comparison, call this team of licensed professionals at 970-241-0078. Montrose boys and girls play host to Durango tonight in Southwestern League play. Montrose girls currently 15-6 and six overall, 4-3 and three in the Southwestern League. And with us right now, the head coach of the Montrose Redhawks girls basketball team, Steve Skiff. Steve, always a pleasure. Thanks for coming on with us. Good morning, Jim. How are you doing this morning? I'm doing well. And uh, your basketball team uh, gets ready to, to wrap up the regular season. Durango tonight to finish off league play and then Battle Mountain coming up on Saturday. And so your basketball team came down on, on Tuesday 
and face Grand Junction. Uh, handled the Tigers 44-19 to in that game where you got some great performances. Uh, Macy Oberg, as she has all season long, uh, uh, got on the glass and also uh, got to the rim 18 points, 11 points for Tegan Rocco as well. So uh, a good win uh, for your team going on that the short road trip down here to, to Grand Junction to, to knock off the Tigers. Yeah, it was. It was a good victory for us. And, uh, you know, Grand Junction's a much improved team. And, and, you know, for us, we just needed to go down and, and really just kind of play our game. And so excited to do that. We were excited to get a lot of kids in the game. And, um, you know, again, kind of led by Macy. She had an outstanding um, first half and, and even into the second half. And for her, you know, got some shots to go around the rim and then also uh, really crashed the glass. So, um, yeah, it was a good win for us, good league win. Steve Skiff, Montrose girls basketball coach with us. So the, the good victory against uh, Grand Junction. And, and now, Steve, you take on Durango. You faced them earlier in league play when you went down there and you picked up a 38-23 to 23 victory. And in that basketball game, uh, Tegan Rock had 15 points for in Macy uh, Oberg had 12 points. Uh, Mariah Mestis only had four points in that game. She had the big 20-point game and that win against Central on Monday night. They've gotten some players back. They've had some injuries, and they've started to get uh, some of their players back uh, on the floor. And as we've seen that uh, those numbers uh, get better for the Demons, their their play has been better. This is a, a different basketball team than the one you faced in that previous matchup. It really is. It's, uh, you know, I think they got three players back since we've played them. And, uh, yeah, we're going to have to be ready to go tonight. You know, they're well coached, and they're they're very good defensively. Um, you know, they'll, they'll make you work on the offensive end to, to, to get um, baskets. And, you know, for us, I think we pride ourselves on our defense as well. We know um, Raya is, is a great player for them. And so Kenzie Bush is probably going to draw that assignment tonight and uh, did a great job the first time. But uh, hopefully we can, we can put a good game plan together tonight as well. Steve Skiff, Montrose girls basketball coach with us. You know, looking at the, the RPI, Steve, for 5A as, of course, we head toward this weekend and uh, seedings for the postseason, your team currently sixth in the RPI, Air Academy's number one, followed by Roosevelt, Meade, Northfield, Green Mountain, and then your Red Hawks. So uh, it's a, a good spot that you're in right now. And just give me kind of your thoughts on uh, where the matchups might be for you once you find out, uh, you know, what, what the bracket looks like coming up on Sunday. Sure, we're excited for the postseason. I mean, that's always kind of what you work all season long for is the get an opportunity to get a good seed and, and it looks like for us we'll have the opportunity to host that first round game on Tuesday and don't quite know who the opponent may be yet but uh, whenever you can maybe get one of those Eastern Slope teams to come come over this way it's it's obviously an advantage you know we're used to doing it going the other way but uh, you know seeing some of those teams make the the five hour bus ride over over to the Western Slope is is a huge advantage for us so you know, we still got a lot of you know a lot of work to do in two days, taking care of business in a couple games, and then we'll we'll focus on our our first round opponent. And of course, anybody comes into Lloyd McMillan Gymnasium, it's 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 loud, it's fun, it's uh, it's a great environment. If you're the Montrose Redhawks, not for anybody else coming into your barn, it's always a a tough place to get a victory. We're talking with Steve Skiff, the coach of the Montrose Redhawks girls basketball team, with the two games left in the regular season, Steve, and heading toward the postseason. Or a couple things you'd like to, to still maybe fine-tune a little bit before the, the 5A postseason begins? You know, I think for us, just continuing to play together, play with a lot of confidence. Um, you know, defensively, we're always always going to be sound, and I think we're always going to bring our A game offensively. Um, I, I think we're still working to find that, that one game where we break out maybe offensively and have that night where 
um, all the shots are falling. But I, we're a lot closer to that as well, and I think we got a lot of kids playing with some confidence. So, you know, tonight's going to be a great night. It's senior night at, at our place, so we get to honor the our three seniors in, in Tegan and Haven Johnson and Kenzie Bush, and, and we're, you know, excited to do that. And, and I think just really want to finish these two games on a high note going into the playoffs. Tegan's one of your leading scores, but give me maybe a thought or two about those those seniors that will be playing their their final home game. Maybe not necessarily you know with with playoffs certainly be hosting it at home a uh, good likelihood of that. But maybe just you know for for a senior night a thought or two about each one of those players uh, that'll be honored tonight in senior night. Yeah, first and foremost, three great great kids, and they've been program kids for us playing you know all four years and. You know, for somebody like Haven, Haven doesn't maybe score a whole lot on offense, but her defense is is really solid. We ask her to do a lot, like when we're pressing and stuff like that. Same way with with Kinsey. Kinsey is our our defensive stopper. You know, she's going to get the opponent's best perimeter player or best guard, and she does it night in and night out. Um, you know, just trying really takes pride in her defense. And um, you know, for Tegan, Tegan has, has had an outstanding season, and we ask her to do a lot on both ends as well. You know, she's going to guard. The team's one of their better players, and yet we're, we're asking her to, to, to do some scoring on the offensive end. So um, three really good kids. Couldn't ask for better kids in, in, in your program, and, and we wish them nothing but the best. And, and we're going to go out tonight and, and try to get them a, uh, a victory on senior night. All right, and also uh, still more basketball to play with uh, with Battle Mountain and also, of course, uh, your, your first-round opponent uh, in the 5A playoffs coming up. Hey, Steve, I appreciate the time. We'll have the game tonight. Uh, Larry Newland with the call on the monkey, 93.5 in Montrose. They'll have uh, the Red Hawk boys and girls taking on Durango pregame at 515. Girls tip it at 530. The boys at 7 o'clock tonight from Montrose High School. Steve, always a pleasure. Have a great weekend. We'll be talking to you, of course, leading into the playoffs as well. Sounds good. Thanks for having me this morning. All right, take care. Steve Skiff, coach of the Montrose girls basketball team. All right, uh, 752. And uh, Jim along with the Buckeye Boy, text or call us, 970-242-1340. If you got some thoughts about Caitlin Clark setting the record last night in women's college basketball history, surpassing Kelsey Plum, who previously held the record, and now she has her sights set. I don't know. She, does she really have her sights set, though, on Maravich? And yeah, I think, maybe. I I don't know. She might. She might. I, I think probably a lot of her focus is about unfinished business last year, trying mm-hmm. to win a national championship. Perhaps. I mean, from an individual standpoint, can you blame her? No, not at all. I mean, how, you you would want that, would you not, to be the all-time leading scorer in college basketball mm-hmm. history, period. Yeah, that'd be pretty awesome. Male or female, I think I think that would be an incredible accomplishment if if she can make that happen. And it's certainly very doable on the part of Caitlin Clark. All right, uh, 753. Got a text from Andy on the team line. Happy bladed 80th, Jim. Ooh. Thanks, Andy. That's that's rude. Wow. Ouch. Jeez, I mean, I expect Andy to treat his brother Mick like that, mm-hmm. but but Andy. One time colleague of ours. Yeah, that's I'm not well, the one. I'm not the one who brings up to you wore your umpire shirt to work. I'm not the one that brings that up. That'd be the guy over there. Just now. But yeah, usually. Well, usually shots fired me. on the 80th birthday thing. So that's true. Yeah, I would be. So I'm going to fire back I'd be with just that. Just as irritated. I know. 80th birthday. Wow. You know what? If it's my 80th, 
I think I'm doing okay. Doing all right, yeah. I'll tell you I'd, I'd this. say even I would say that. If I'm 80 years old and I'm the state I'm in right now, I'll, I'll take it. Mm-hmm. I'm good with that. Thank you, Andy. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to turn that frown upside down today. I'm going to take that as a compliment, Andy. There you go. Thank you. Be the bigger person. That's right. Taking the high road on this Friday. All right, next hour, go around the NFL. We'll also have a Wrigley Field kind of a sports trivia. We will have a Where in the World is Tyler Franzen? Is yes, that we a, will. We will have that. Okay, very good. Uh, we are going to leave a little bit early today for the uh, President's Day weekend, so we'll be done at 9 o'clock this morning. And uh, we'll be off on Monday, by the way, back with you on Tuesday. And uh, so uh, do keep that in mind that uh, we will be uh, leaving the airwaves a little bit early. Next hour, uh, Jackson Wilson, River City Sportplex. I believe Lyle Wilkins, coach of the Caprock Academy Eagles, will also uh, be joining us as well. All right. So uh, text or call us. Thoughts by Caitlin Clark. Avs fall again. 6-3 to three last night. They lose at, at Tampa. And that uh, much ballyhooed matchup between Nikita Kucherov and uh, Nathan McKinnon and scoreboard Kucherov last night. Mm-hmm. Two goals and assist and a and a victory for his team Dang over it. the Avalanche last night. Yeah. Yeah. Kucherov's on a nine-game point streak right now. Picked up his 93rd point. Yeah. 93rd point last night. They're pretty good, as it turns out. Yeah, they're not bad. They're not bad at all. And McKinnon missed about 10 minutes in the second period last night uh, when Jonathan Druin's pass got deflected and it smacked Mac in the nose. And then he took a shot at Florida last week as well on the chin. All right, we'll take a break. Come back with hour two.